radio show that delves into the pages of Natural Awakenings magazine to bring you the local experts who share their progressive ideas and the latest information and insights needed so you can lead your best life. I'm your host, Candy Brothel, publisher of the Twin Cities edition of Natural Awakenings magazine, and I am honored to bring these experts to you. Today on our show, we welcome back Guy Odisha, a bioelectric medicine practitioner and the owner of Bhakti Wellness Center in Edina. Guy, you were just with us about five weeks ago, and you were sharing with us about a new venture that you have with Dr. Richard Sinda called the Minnesota Brain Health Clinic. And today you're going to come to us and we're going to talk about bioelectric medicine. But before we do that, I'm going to ask you to just share with us a little bit about who you are, your background, and share with us what the Bhakti Wellness Center is. Good to be back with you, Candy. Thank you for the invite. So my background, I've been practicing in holistic health for about 30 years. Um, I started off as a massage therapist and then moved into teaching massage Then hired by the University of Minnesota to set up an integrative clinic there, uh, worked at the University of Minnesota for about eight years in the integrative clinic there, left U of M to start Bhakti uh, as an attempt really to take the integrative program that we had pioneered at the university and to see how it would do as kind of a standalone uh, model, as a standalone clinic. And that was the beginning of Bhakti, something like 16 years ago. And, you know, here we are, we got to pre-pandemic, and we were the largest integrative clinic in Minnesota. Um, the pandemic took a little wind out of our sails, and we've shrunk a little bit, but that's fine. We've concentrated the essence, and we're smaller and more potent um, than ever. Um, and I'm enjoying actually running a smaller operation. So Bhakti is an integrative wellness center in uh, Edina, and I work in the clinic as a practitioner doing integrated manual therapies, bioelectric medicine, neuroimaging, and neurofeedback. That's kind of my mainstay of my practice right now. I would say my, my clinical focus is treatment-resistant chronic pain, trauma, and, and specifically uh, traumatic brain injury and then moving into the effects of kind of psycho-emotional trauma or traumatic brain injury on mental health. Right? So that's, that's kind of my, the mainstay of my practice currently. And we're really excited because you're going to be back with us uh, kind of every month for the next couple of months talking about the different uh, therapies that you do practice at the Bhakti Wellness Center. And today, though, we get to dive in deep to that bioelectric medicine. So why don't you give us kind of an overview of what bioelectric medicine is? So most folks are not familiar with the term bioelectric medicine. It's, it's been coined relatively recent. Recently, the, the research goes back. I mean, easily you can go back 100 years uh, and see research on this. You can go back further. Um, but if we stay in somewhat relatively modern scientific time, we have about 100 years of research. And it, it's very encompassing in terms of what falls under this, this umbrella term of bioelectric medicine. So it could be using just straight 
like electricity, right? Like what you find running through the, the circuits of your house, mm-hmm. electricity like that, <laughs> all the way down to uh, on a molecular level where they're using molecular biology, uh, so chemicals, to alter electric signals at the level of an of a ion channel on an individual cell. So even there, they're, they're altering electric properties of the cell to change function. So spans from the gross electric force that we're all used to powering our lives all the way down to that cellular level and a tiny little single ion changing an ion gate on a, on a cell. Right? So we have a massive um, area of, of research and application covered under this term. The most exciting thing to me in recent times has been GlaxoSmithKline and Google partnering to form a bioelectric uh, research and a device company. Already, just a few years in, they have done some amazing research and produced some amazing uh, devices that are uh, having outcomes that were unimaginable 10 years ago. So that's a really interesting partnership. So what is it that that they're bringing together? Um, How are they developing some of the different technologies that they have? Sure. So as you can imagine, those two companies, one, you have a lot of money, uh, you have a lot of know-how, right, in both sides of, of you know, SmithKline Glaxo on the pharmaceutical side and the, the knowledge about human physiology, uh, but the know-how to do research. And on the other side, you have uh, Google with the technology side. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and so that it's, it's the perfect coming together um, of, of areas of specialty uh, to make something happen, right? And again, to be able to financially fund it so that it doesn't move at a snail's pace. And that's exactly what happened, right? When they were able to put the kind of money behind it and move through conceptual trials, animal trials, and into human trials at a rapid pace and be able to take somebody, for example, with osteoarthritis, do a small plantable vagal nerve stimulator, something the size of a pencil eraser, and be able to take uh, you know, this initial study, 12 people, and have positive outcomes across the board, but a few outliers that had essentially complete resolution of their osteoarthritis, right? Mm. Kind of normalizing of, of joints and you know, not, not just pain reduction, but a return to an active life. Absolutely, again, not, not believed to be possible until done right? and demonstrated, Great. right? That it could be done. Um, the theory was there, but they just hadn't been able to get the technology to match up with the theory of the molecular biology of how you could drive the system, but they were able to do that. And again, that's, that's why I think we're going to see the most helpful changes in devices come out of that side of the industry because of their ability to research and deploy. Yeah. I mean, and you said this has been in just the last couple of years. Yeah. I mean, obviously again, building on decades of research, but it, it hit this critical point where the there was a, there was enough kind of small pilot studies, enough indications that there was a there there, right? There was something that big business decided to get in on it. Otherwise, it's it's again been done for decades, but in in really small startups, uh, single clinician, single researcher pilot study with one or two people done in a very simple way. So that's really the history of it. And even on the clinic side, right? That's been the clinical side of it. 
but with big pharma and big tech getting into it, we're just seeing them do what they do. Right? They just move the whole thing faster and come to market with products that are safe and effective uh, and affordable. You know, I find it so interesting because anytime that there is a change or a new technology that comes in or something that is completely known by so few people, they always say it takes 10%, right? 10% of the population. And once you hit that 10% of people knowing about it, that's where it starts to take off. And so it's interesting to think about that. If we've had hundreds of years of this research, hundreds of years of, you know, 100 years of using this technology, less than 10% of the population knew about it. But once it hits that critical mass, then you get all that, the rest of that um, support behind you. So having big technology come in, then, then to see how it's going to go from there is, is going to be exciting to see. So can you explain to us a little bit about how that works with the osteoarthritis? I'm, I'm just curious as far as what is it that's happening in the body sure. that is causing kind of a reduction in their pain and so the, the primary thing they're influencing is the vagus nerve. And that is a, it's a, it's a lever into the autonomic nervous system, right? And the autonomic nervous system is, is running pretty much everything from the neck down, right? So all of our organs and our primary functions are being regulated by the autonomic nervous system. And so if, if you have a system that is, is, what we say sympathetically biased, so too activated, right? So the sympathetic nervous system, more we think of it as kind of our fight flight side. Mm-hmm. If so, if the sympathetic nervous system is engaged more than is healthy, what you see is things like inflammatory conditions, autoimmune diseases. Once they present symptomatically, they get a diagnosis of that. Right? But we might a person might have had years, decades of being subclinical where their physiology just wasn't optimal and was again, a little too much inflammation. And that's what you have in your arthritis is Mm -hmm. essentially inflammation and where it shows up and the exact nature of it is what gives it a different name, right? But the process Mm -hmm. is quite similar. So what they're doing is, is by regulating the autonomic nervous system and bringing up parasympathetic or the relaxation response, you're, you're counterbalancing that inflammatory tendency of the system. So one, you're just tamping down inflammation, but you're also bringing up the, the rest and rejuvenate side. So the healing side of the body. So, it's, so it's, it's, a, it's a win-win. Less of the deterioration, more of the healing. And the outcome is seeing something like osteoarthritis being profoundly changed by something as simple as regulating the vagus nerve. We have to go into a break right now. But when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Guy and learn more about bioelectric medicine. To learn more about the Bhakti Wellness Center and to make an appointment, visit bhakticlinic.com or call 612-859-7709. Again, that number is 612-859-7709. To read the online version of Natural Awakenings Magazine, visit naturaltwincities.com. You're listening to Green Tea Conversations on AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, and we will be right back.
Tea Conversations, where we delve into the pages of Natural Awakenings Magazine and talk to the professionals who share their expertise on natural health with you. I'm your host, Candy Brothel, and today we're talking with Guy Odishaw, a bioelectric medicine practitioner and the owner of Bhakti Wellness Center in Edina. So just before the break, you were starting to help us understand kind of the history of bioelectric medicine and what is happening, what is starting to happen now as it's being taken on by big pharma and big tech companies in order to see where this can be developed. But I'm curious, how are you actually using this at the clinic? What types of things are you doing at the clinic? I know that you actually have something called the frequency-specific microcurrent. Yes. So that's one of our more popular technologies that we use. It's a form of microcurrent therapy. Again, it's been around for decades with a fantastic body of research behind it. But frequency specific is a particular type of like a paradigm, a school of thought. Most microcurrent uses one frequency at a time. The frequency specific uses two. That's their big differentiating point. It differentiates the equipment from others. But a way to think about, or the way we actually, those of us who practice frequency specific microcurrent, think about it is kind of think about like pharmaceuticals and electroceuticals, right? As roughly Mm -hmm. these two equivalents. And we like to think that by using microcurrent therapy by using frequencies and waveforms and amperage, the different changeable parts of the electroceutical, that we can do things that sound very similar to what pharmaceuticals are doing, right? The ability to change the biochemistry of the body by an exogenous force, by putting something in, right? So it could be you take an anti-inflammatory and that downregulates part of the immune system and gives an anti-inflammatory effect. Mm -hmm. Or we could use microcurrent therapy to deliver a specific frequency pair, waveform intensity, and have a very similar effect of dampening down a part of the immune system related to inflammation and have an anti-inflammatory effect using microcurrent. Like those are two really good equivalents of how one might choose one over the other. You know, we never question when a doctor recommends for us to take Tylenol to reduce inflammation or Advil for pain, or any of that other type of stuff. We just do it, right? We think it's going to work, so we do it. If they're doing the same thing, or basically having the same result, why don't we know more about this? Why aren't we being told about this? Excellent question, and one that I ask myself every day in the clinic, (laughs) and in part because clients ask me every day in the clinic. And so it's a lot of what you said earlier, kind of that, say, 10% kind of tipping point. It just this hasn't become the norm, right? We can go back in history and look at a time when uh, bioelectric medicine and pharmaceuticals were roughly neck and neck. Then you can see where pharmaceuticals just leapt forward. And a part of that was just efficacy, right? Like they moved forward faster in their ability to, to create change in a way that was simple and predictable and available. And so they pulled ahead. It was like a beta VHS thing, right? Mm-hmm. And we always say like beta was better than VHS, but VHS won. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and there's a reference that only a select number of your audience. <laughs> I was going to say it for anyone under the age of 35, you may not know what that is, what either of those are. <laughs> but we could go, we could talk about DVDs versus yeah. <laughs> MP3s for different generations. Versus streaming, yes. So we had a point in time in history where these two things were neck and neck and the pharmaceuticals pulled ahead. And then we all know kind of what happened with pharmaceuticals. You know, 
you have big pharma and all of the things that we could say about that, kind of the pro-con list. But certainly one of the things they've done is they've occupied medicine, right? At the level of medical education, at the level of practice. The fact that pharmaceutical reps are far too often in a doctor's office providing you know, medical counsel, right? And on how to treat with pharmaceuticals. Well, there is no electroceutical rep that is going and knocking on the doctor's door to try and sell them a product or get them to promote their product because there just isn't an industry there at that level, right? Yes. So we have multiple, multiple systemic reasons for why don't the average healthcare consumer know about this? They could know about it, right? In a moment with Google, we all have Google now, they could be experts. But if you don't know to go and look at it, and if you don't know to go look at it and then look at the research, right? You go to the Library of Congress and, and you will find hundreds of thousands of research articles and white papers on this, right? And it is not a hidden thing. They just, people just aren't looking for it because they don't know to go look for it. But if they did, they would find it. And then the same thing on the doctor side, right? Or clinician side, it doesn't have to be a doctor. It could be a psychologist who could be recommending uh, transcranial stimulation instead of an antidepressant. Mm -hmm. There's great research to show that this transcranial stimulation is two to three times more effective with no side effect than the entire class of antidepressants. So we would just say like, why isn't it being recommended And it's simply because practitioners don't know about it. Why don't they know about it? The education they received didn't include it. Why? Because trainings, you know, education, medical education is usually a good 20 years behind. Mm -hmm. And these are the reasons, right? They're just systemic reasons, no particular nefarious reasons, or that these modalities don't work and they're somehow alternative and, you know, lumped in with whatever we want to call the alternatives, right? I mean, how far out on the limb do we want to go? It's just not in the average person's purview to encounter them. And so that's why aren't they for those reasons. But as we talked about with big pharma coming in, that's what's changing. That's what's exciting. I mean, we've never seen a growth in the bioelectric marketplace like we are right now. It's really, it's exploding and there's so much more to come. You know, and it is exciting. I mean, in our lifetime, you and I are close to the same age, I imagine. But in our lifetime, chiropractic was seen as barely, really woo-woo, right? That was seen as something that was just completely out there when I was young. And now it's very common for a doctor to tell a patient to go see a chiropractor as part of their treatment plan. And acupuncture as well, even though that's been around for thousands of years. In the US, it was not seen as something that was legit, where now it's very legit. Yes, absolutely. And I appreciate you mentioning those because you talked about that 10% thing, right? Mm -hmm. Well, chiropractic is at about 5% of the population utilizes chiropractic care, Mm -hmm. right? 5% of the population utilizes chiropractic care. So we can say that chiropractic hasn't even reached that tipping point yet. No, it hasn't. That is so interesting. Isn't it though? I mean, that is an astounding statistic. And so we have to think like if chiropractic and which is pretty pervasive, right? Right. Then, you know, bioelectric medicine has to be at like 0.5% or lower. 0.5%. Exactly. (laughs) So that's why, like, it's just obscure, but it's, it's only obscure because it's obscure. It's not obscure because it doesn't work or because there isn't research 
you know, so yes, so there's mountains of research to support what we do in the clinic and how we use bioelectric medicine. Well, Guy, we're going to go into another break right now. To learn more about the Bhakti Wellness Center and to make an appointment, visit bhakticlinic.com. And that's B-H-A-K-T-I clinic.com. Or call 612-859-7709. Again, that number is 612-859-7709. To read the online version of Natural Awakenings magazine, visit naturaltwincities.com. You can find a podcast of this show on am950radio.com, on Apple and Google Podcasts, and anywhere you get your podcasts. You're listening to Green Tea Conversations on AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Green Tea Conversations, where we delve into the pages of Natural Awakenings Magazine and talk to the professionals who share their expertise on natural health with you. I'm your host, Candy Brockle, and today we're visiting with Guy Odisha, a bioelectric medicine practitioner and the owner of the Bhakti Wellness Center in Edina. So just before the break, we have been talking about the research and some of the different aspects of bioelectric medicine. And so now I thought it might be a good idea to start talking about some of the different bioelectric medicine devices that you use at the Bhakti Wellness Center and kind of how they're used, what they're used for. And maybe you can even share some of your client results or examples of the results that you're getting for your clients. We're going to start with some of we're going to kind of run through a list of them, but one of them that we want to talk about that's really highly effective that you use a lot as well is called the photobiomodulation or light therapy. And we're going to get into that in our next segment. So we're going to devote our whole fourth segment to that particular therapy. But for now, let's go back and I'm going to ask you to once again, kind of give us an idea of what the frequency specific microcurrent is how it's used, and what type of clients you might use that with. Sure. So I'll say a little bit about the program itself. Mm -hmm. So we do the bioelectric medicine in the clinic. So, you know, book an appointment, come in, see a practitioner, and receive a treatment. So that's one of the ways that we deliver the modalities. The next is we rent the devices. So a client might come in, have a session or two in the clinic, under, learn their treatment plan, how to work the device, and then they're sent home with it so that they can do daily treatments at home. And we also do, most of our renting programs are rent to own. So if a person is finding that they're having good success with the device and the modality, they can just keep renting it till they own it. And then wow. of course, we also have just a person could purchase it, right? So you can think of the rent to own as like a payment plan. That's really generous. So that's generous of the center to do that for people. It gives them the opportunity to try it without making a huge investment all at once, but still knowing that they're working toward that should they want to keep it. Absolutely. I always trying to remove the barriers to care and the cost of purchasing a device can be a barrier to care. Now, some of these devices aren't that expensive, but some of them can be quite expensive. But either way, in any one individual you know, is wherever they're at in their ability to afford and invest in their healthcare. And what we want to do is try and make the money side of it as minimally restrictive as possible. So that's where our kind of rent to own rent program. The other side of it though, is a person might be able to afford it. It might even be an effective a treatment for them, but there just isn't compliance, right? They're just not 
going to use it, right? And so for that person, I'd actually rather that they don't buy a device. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I don't want these devices to be, you know, today's Nordic track that people just <laughs> hang their, their laundry on to dry, right? I was going to say like every one of my gym memberships. <laughs> yeah. For me, it's really about matching the person and the device and the protocol and seeing that it's effective, but also that they're going to use it. And then that person, you know, great. We've got a match in all of those categories and away they go. Otherwise, like I said, I don't, I would really like to see none of my devices that live out their life stuffed in the sock drawer and aren't used, right? So that's part of the goal of the program is just taking all of that into account. Uh, It's not about selling devices. It's about helping people have positive outcomes with, you know, a minimal financial investment, uh, minimal side effects, and optimizing the outcome. How can we put all of those things together? And bioelectric medicine offers us a lot of resources in this way. So frequency-specific microcurrent. Again, think of it like the pharmacy, right? We have thousands of frequency pairs that we can put together and hundreds of protocols to treat all kinds of things, right? So I have a client that has had, unfortunately, multiple health challenges, a couple of bouts with cancer, the need for a couple of surgeries along the way, and then just injuries that happen living a normal life. So this is a person that ended up buying a device and it has served her well in that life keeps offering her challenges. Mm-hmm. So, you know, being used for, you know, so a diagnosis of, of breast cancer. So using it to support her nervous system because of the stress of that, support her immune system because of the stress of that, support her through chemo and radiation, then through the surgery and recovery from the surgery. And then just restoring her health after going through all of that. The same device was able to serve her at every step, right? And some of the outcomes were it just didn't take her down as bad as it could have absent this as a, as a self-care modality at home, right? Her scars are almost invisible. It's truly amazing how well she healed. Virtually no pain medication during the whole process, right? Post-surgery, she took pain medication once. Otherwise, she just didn't have pain, right? Mm-hmm. And that's, again, that's the, the microcurrent. And then, again, on the, the not just, you know, kind of fighting a condition, but actually promoting health, she came out of this just a happier, healthier, more vital person than before the diagnosis, right? Yeah. So. It was, yeah. So this is, you know, this has been a, an amazing circumstance in which the frequency specific microcurrent has really um, been a great support for this patient. Say she comes back to you and she meet, finds out she needs to have her knee replaced. Yep. So then she can use the same device. You change up the protocol. You teach her how to use it for that particular ailment. And then that supports her through that, through that journey as well. Correct. Exactly. Yep. And then there are things just in mundane things like bronchitis or a cold or those kinds of things that we all encounter. We have protocols for those as well, right? And people, you know, often people struggle with sinus infections and they end up taking, you know, like a Sudafed or something, but then that impacts their sleep and, you know, kind of the stability of their nervous system. There's an option to treat a sinus infection with a frequency specific microcurrent works very well. So that device can be used for 
all types of health ailments and can support them throughout their life. Really, absolutely. It, it is. It's, it's like the kind of talk about it. Like the, it's the old fashioned doctor's black bag about, you know, it's the black bag. Mm-hmm. You know, my family just laughs at me because I, I literally carry one of these devices with me all the time. And somebody will have like, oh, I have a whatever. And I'm like, oh, microcurrent. <laughs> no, just- you can do microcurrent on the fly. Well, let's yeah. get into uh, another type of device that you use, which is called the audiovisual entrainment or ABE. Yes. yes, the ABE, one of my favorite devices, probably the one that we use the most in the clinic. Um, so it's, it's, it's an odd little device. It has glasses with flashing lights and headset with binaural beats and then ear clips with uh, transcranial uh, electric stimulation. So all three modalities in one device, right? They can be used independently. They can be all used at the same time, can mix and match. So it's a brilliant uh, de- design device, affordable at $600, right? You get that much technology in, in such an affordable uh, device. Love it. You know, what we use it for is primarily to regulate the central nervous system, right? The, the brain and the central nervous system. But since the brain and central nervous system kind of run everything, right? Whether you talk about temperature regulation, hormones, sleep, digestion, not just cognition, what people often associate kind of brain and mind, mm-hmm. really the brain is, is running everything. Mm-hmm. So the more we can use the ABE to regulate the brain, the more we can improve health. And, and so we use it for anxiety, depression, we might use it for chronic pain, uh, somebody who's had a concussion, uh, you know, a traumatic episode, PTSD. Um, there's just so many things. Uh, we use it a lot in our, you know, the Bredesen protocol, the, the program Minnesota Brain Health Clinic, the last show we did, we use it for our folks with mild cognitive decline. It's a very versatile device. Very good. And then another one that you have, or uh, that we'll be talking about more in depth too, in an upcoming show is uh, neurofeedback and neurostimulation. Sure. So this is one of our high end, again, we could do a whole show or three shows on this, right? This, <laughs> this is our high end Cadillac intervention, but in, in other words, it's a simple operant conditioning brain mind uh, or brain computer interface where the brain learns how to rewire itself. And we can optimize the wiring in our brain for, for function. And it is absolutely amazing, life-changing process to go through a course of neurofeedback. And, and with neurofeedback, the, the benefits don't end when your neurofeedback ends. That's the thing, right? It's like, I always tell my clients, like, when was the last time you took driving lessons, right? Probably when you were 15, but you're a better driver now than you were then hopefully. <laughs> Same thing with neurofeedback. You do your course of neurofeedback, you optimize the wiring in your brain, how your brain functions. It will continue to optimize over the course of your life. So that it's an investment in a, a, a future better brain that keeps getting better over time. And so this goes beyond treating the symptom. You're actually changing. Yes. Yep. In, in many cases, um, we're, we're, we're changing where the, the dysregulation is coming from so that the, the thing that was causing the downstream problem is in itself has been changed, optimized, regulated. And then 
again, the ripple effects are far and wide. When people do neurofeedback, it doesn't change. They're going to come in because, oh, I have anxiety. It doesn't just change their anxiety. It, it will touch all aspects of their life. Their work life will get better. Their relationships will get better. And again, why? Because the brain is the interface for all of those things. Okay. And then the final one, and we're going to do this one a little bit quick, just kind of touch on it, is Muse. Yes, the Muse. So Muse we use primarily as as an at-home sleep study device. So it's a personal EEG tracker, brainwave tracker, which allows us to do a, a pretty sophisticated sleep study. And we know sleep is so important to our health. So if we can help a client get their sleep under control, that's a major intervention. The other benefit to the Muse is because it does EEG or brainwave tracking, a person can do a fairly sophisticated neurofeedback at home with that device. So it's a pretty potent little device. But again, our main use is around sleep studies so we can understand people's sleep patterns and help bring a better intervention if there's sleep issues. That is fascinating. Well, we are going to go into a break right now. And when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with Guy and we're going to get into the photobiomodulation. So to learn more about the Bhakti Wellness Center and to make an appointment, visit bhakticlinic.com. And again, that's B-H-A-K-T-I clinic.com or call 612-859-7709. To read the online version of Natural Awakenings Magazine, visit naturaltwincities.com. You can find a podcast of this show on am950radio.com, on Apple and Google Podcasts, and anywhere you get your podcasts. You're listening to Green Tea Conversations on AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, and we will be right back. Welcome back to Green Tea Conversations, where we delve into the pages of Natural Awakenings Magazine and talk to the professionals who share their expertise on natural health with you. I'm your host, Candy Brothel, and today we're talking with Guy Odishaw, a bioelectric medicine practitioner and the owner of the Bhakti Wellness Center in Edina. So we are coming back. We are talking all things bioelectric medicine today. So now we're going to talk about one of the devices that you use, which is the photobiomodulation device, which is kind of the newest addition to your services. So tell us about PBM. So photobiomodulation, also known as light therapy or low-level light therapy and historically laser therapy, both the advent of LEDs really opened up light therapy to a much broader market. Obviously, they're safer, they're less expensive, which means devices are more affordable. And so you see what you see now where if you go on Amazon and type in, say, red light therapy, you will find thousands of devices. Mm -hmm. And this is the explosion because they're so cheap to make now. And again, and safe, that combination. But the problem is, of course, on the healthcare consumer side, there are thousands of devices and they clients all the time. Like, I don't know which one to buy. And this is really how I got into it as far as I did. I mean, I was using light therapy in the clinic, but it was a little more in the background mixed in with everything else we do. And it came out when needed, but it was really the number of questions from clients coming up and saying, Hey, can you help me pick a device Mm -hmm. that got me into it and, and really understanding what was happening in the device market. And if there's 
one thing that I would like to be able to communicate to the listeners today, it's this. If you're thinking about trying some photobiomodulation, some light therapy, number one, yes, you should. Two, some guidance around choosing a device. And so number one, if you're reading somebody's information or you're listening to a talk and they're saying, we have a patented wave formula or a, our waveform is unique and only delivers these benefits. Like, first of all, just stop listening to them right there, right? Because <laughs> that is a lie. That is marketing. That is them trying to get you to buy their device and not somebody else's because it just isn't true, right? Now, it is true that the frequency of the light matters. I want to talk a little bit about the science here. I won't go too far, but the entire electromagnetic spectrum is all what we're talking about today right? Whether it's electricity, it's physical electricity that runs through a wire, or it's electromagnetic electricity that runs in the form of, say, light, right? There's all the visible light, and then there's the invisible light, you know, microwaves, there's radio waves. Those are all the same thing from this perspective. So if we talk about light, there's research showing what does orange do? What does yellow do? What does green do? And like orange represents a spectrum. There isn't just orange. There's different individual wavelengths that are measured in what's called nanometers. So different nanometers of light. And then in the body, there's what's called a chromophore, which is what is it absorbed by in the body? So these are the two things that matter starting off at the high level is you need to know what's the chromophore that absorbs what nanometer of light. That's what gets you in the ballpark of what does this light affect? And then you start looking at from there, what exact frequency of light, where in the body is that, the deeper the thing I want to get to, certain lights can't penetrate that deep, only other light can. And then you have to look at your power and your time. So these are all the things that make up delivering photobiomodulation is you need to know what you're trying to affect, where is it in the body, what color light do I need, how much power do I need behind that light? And how much time to get a meaningful dose, right? So a medicinal dose that actually changes the system the way you want. And so that's a lot to understand. I mean, that is some very complicated science. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense to me when somebody goes on Amazon and they're looking up a blue light for acne, that they have no way to know if that light is actually going to be effective for them. Right. right? Because you need to know all of these things. And generally, the person selling their device on Amazon, or it could be anywhere, right? You know, eBay or just on a website, they aren't putting that technical information in front of the person. So even if the person knew, you can't get the information from the seller, right? Mm -hmm. And this is the problem. The device might be great, or it might be complete waste of money. And you don't know unless you have this information. And that's what I help my clients sort through. I spend way too much time digging through the technical specs of devices to find <laughs> out this information so that I can say, yes, that's a legitimate device and that's a good price. Or yes, that's a legitimate device, but it's five times more than it needs to be, right? All of that. So having gotten into that level, I started to bring more into the clinic so that I could just say, yes, this device for this reason, this meets the standards. You will get a dose from this device. Mm -hmm. And that was really what got me into having products in the clinic and available online. But then that also led me to using it more. So what we primarily use is red and near infrared light. Okay. Red and near infrared light do roughly the same thing. Red is visible, near infrared is invisible, but they're chromophores. So what absorbs them in the body is very similar. The difference is penetration. Red light will go a few millimeters and near infrared will go a few inches into the body. 
So if you have a deep structure, if you want to affect your hip joint, red light, not going to touch it. You could do red light all day long, will not help your hip because it can't get there. You want to do aesthetics like facial aesthetics, red light, absolutely, right? Because you're literally wanting to affect the first few millimeters of your skin, perfect. If you want to go deep into that hip joint, you need near infrared. And then you need near infrared with a certain amount of power behind it to push through all of that tissue to get to that joint. So this is primarily what we use in the clinic is this red near infrared. So is this the same device or are they different devices? So you can kind of mix and match. We now have some devices designed for us for specific uses, but we also just buy off the marketplace. So again, mixing and matching for the need of the client. And what are we trying to do? We pick the device that matches and is going to get us the best result, whether that's treating them in the clinic or if we're going to do, you know, get into that kind of rent to own thing for the home treatment, which is ideal in these, right? The way to think about light therapy is to think about it like exercise or nutrition. Like, can you get a lot of benefit from one treatment? Depending on what you're treating, yes. If you're treating pain, right? We can essentially turn off a nerve that's conducting pain with Mm -hmm. 200 milliwatt dose of infrared light, right? So we can do that. So great for pain. But if you're doing aesthetics, well, you're going to continue to age over your life course. So having something that is an address to that is really an everyday thing. So I I like to encourage my clients to think about this as like nutrition or exercise, something you're going to engage in to promote health rather than fight a disease, right? And that's what light therapy does, right? Light therapy drives the vital forces of the body. It stimulates the basic metabolic functions of life, of vitality. And then that vitality is what corrects the course of disease. We don't really fight diseases, right? right? You stimulate health stimulate the immune system. And then the benefits come from that. So it's a different mindset than again, what we often think of is disease care. Light therapy is really healthcare. Well, guys, thank you so much for being with us today. I really want to encourage people if you're looking at a natural approach to pain management, a natural approach to almost anything that is ailing you at this point, contact the Bhakti Wellness Center and to see if bioelectric medicine is the right fit for you. Guy, thank you so much again for being with us today. It has been a pleasure to have you in the studio. Thank you, Candy. It's been great to be with you. And for people who want to learn more about the Bhakti Wellness Center and to make an appointment, visit bhakticlinic.com or call 612-859-7709. To read the online version of Natural Awakenings Magazine, visit naturaltwincities.com. You're listening to Green Tea Conversations on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota, and I am wishing for you a lovely day. Lovely day, lovely day, lovely day, lovely day, lovely day, lovely day.